Episode 31 The Table of Nations Genesis 10 verse 1 Chapter 10 of Genesis is a lot like chapter 5 in one respect. It lists names of people and it includes just a little bit of other minor information coming along with those names. For this reason, it is often passed through quickly and without a lot of study or thought, but it has been placed in the Bible by God, and therefore it is something we should deem as important. This chapter is the last time that all of the people of the world are listed together in a family type of arrangement. Many of the people groups mentioned here, though, will show up again in the Bible, particularly in future prophecy. So understanding who these people were and where they migrated to can help understand who is being spoken of in prophecy, including future battles. Without this knowledge, the events of the world today seem unpredictable and frightening, but knowing who these people became reveals to us that God is in complete control of all things, including our present trying times and the future, which we are rushing headlong into. Verse 1 This is the family history of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham and Japheth. After the flood, these three men had sons. Noah, which means rest, safely came to the other side of the flood and received his rest. But from him came three sons, all of which were named in anticipation of growth. Shem means name or fame, indicating he would expand and become well known. Ham means hot or passion, indicating anything but idleness. And Japheth means to expand or enlarge. The world was going to move in many directions, and these three sons would be the fathers of that human movement. In this chapter, the world will be divided into 70 nation groups. From Japheth have come the great scientific and philosophical achievements of humanity. In the book of Acts, these three sons are mentioned in the same order in which salvation through Christ came to the people of the world. The sons of Shem include Israel, and they received Jesus and the gift of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. The sons of Ham came next, when the Ethiopian eunuch received Christ and was baptised in chapter 8 of Acts. And finally, the sons of Japheth were represented in chapter 10, when Cornelius the Italian received Christ together with his family. But in an equally amazing pattern, each of these three groups specifically came seeking Jesus at one time or another, and when they do, they are mentioned in this same order, Shem, Ham, and then Japheth. The three groups who seek him are shepherds, wise men, and Greeks. The shepherds who sought Jesus at his birth in Luke 2 were sons of Shem. The Magi in Matthew 2 came seeking him some time later and were probably sons of Ham from Arabia. 
And finally, the Greeks who sought Jesus in John 12 were from Japheth. And then again, we can look and find another biblical pattern which follows these three sons and the achievements of their descendants. It is reflected in the order of the three synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark and Luke. These three accounts are amazingly similar, and yet they contain different information and are directed to different audiences. And these audiences are in the order of Shem, Ham and Japheth. Matthew is obviously directed to the sons of Shem, the Semites, and in particular the Jewish people. In Mark, Jesus is depicted as the servant, just as the people of Ham are noted as the servant people of the world. And there is no doubt who Luke is directed to, the Greek mind, which comes from the line of Japheth. If you've ever wondered how the gospel of Jesus can affect people from every culture, every race, and every ethnic group, it's because it is directed in various ways to the people of the world, all who came from one of these three sons of Noah. The gospel is a message for all the people of the world, and a message of hope which can connect with the thought process of any mind. And if these wonderful points so far weren't enough, there is yet another beautiful picture of the universality of the message of Jesus and his work accomplished on the cross of Calvary. It is prominently displayed in the crucifixion account, where each of these three branches of mankind took part in his crucifixion. The sons of Shem were morally and spiritually responsible for his death. They sold him, they tried him, they convicted him, and they handed him over. As they did, they cried out, His blood be upon us and upon our children. Ham was represented there too. Simon of Cyrene acted as the servant, just as Noah prophesied. When he carried the physical burden of the cross for Jesus leading him to the place of the skull, where he would be crucified and die. And Japheth was there as well. His sons were given the executive responsibility for what occurred when Pilate tried him, and the Roman soldiers actually pierced his body through with the nails and the spear. We have reason to regard the Holy Bible highly, and to consider it a most precious treasure. Genesis chapter 10 has in it the thread that is drawn from the first world to the middle and to the end of all things. From Adam, the promise concerning Christ is passed on to Seth, from Seth to Noah, from Noah to Shem, and from Shem to this Eber, from whom the Hebrew nation received its name as the heir for whom the promise about the Christ was intended, in preference to all other peoples of the whole world. This knowledge the Holy Scriptures reveal to us. Those who are without them live in error, uncertainty, and boundless ungodliness, for they have no knowledge about who they are and whence they came from what may have seemed like an innocuous sentence about three sons of Noah, 
in an otherwise mundane-seeming chapter of the Bible, comes patterns and parallels which show us both the immense wisdom of God and the wonderful love of Him for all the people of the world who seek Him out. The message of Jesus Christ shines through once again. Seek the Lord while He is near. Call upon the wonderful Saviour. He died for your sin, was buried according to the Scriptures, and rose again. Hallelujah and Amen.